Today's show brought to you by Redcon1.com. That's right. Click the link at the bottom of the podcast app in which you are listening to this on. Check them out. Use promo code T20 Quartermist. That's right. Redcon1.com. There's nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard round the world. I'm Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry. I'm John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boy, David Crockett. Coming to you from the D-Tom Studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Maker's Mark Bourbon, this is Don't Tread on America. Your host, Don Q. How's everybody doing out there today? It is Wednesday, February 22nd, 2023. All right, here we go. for a war all right guys it is like i said wednesday how's everybody doing out there today i want to give you guys a gigantile thank you i i sent the call out last friday this past friday i i thanked you guys on sunday and then i got a, a super duper present now let me tell you something been doing this show for a little more than two years it takes a while to grow a podcast Okay, you start with friends. Hey, I'm starting a podcast. Hey, why don't you listen to our podcast? You know, Chris was on the show initially. He was only on the show for, you know, what, six, seven months. Then he uh, stepped aside a little too much for him, whatever. Um, but I was like, you know, I'm committed. I want to keep doing this. And I try to stay to the three times a week. Sometimes things happen. Daughter's appointments, life, you know, wife being off. Uh, vacation, so on and so forth. But I try to stay as consistent as possible. Um, <clears throat> but the reason I'm saying all this is, uh, in the last few days, we've blown up. Um, since Sunday, okay, today's Tuesday or today's Wednesday, rather. So Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and today, and so far today, we've garnished up to a th- almost a thousand downloads. Now. Those aren't Joe Rogan numbers or Tim Pool numbers. I get it. But for a dude with a full-time job and a part-time podcast that makes absolutely zero money doing this, every month I actually go in the hole. Not that it's hundreds of dollars. It literally costs me between the website and the the uh, distribution. 
I think I'm spending like 25 bucks a month. It's not a big deal. It's a hobby. Most people have hobbies that cost them $100 a month. I have a lot of hobbies that cost me a lot of money a month, but that's beside the point. Between the bourbon and the shows and the the guns and the cars, and but nonetheless, point being is this. I'm here for you guys. If sponsors come, if money comes, so be it. I'll never do a Patreon. I'm not going to do a... Uh, a members-only situation where I'm going to charge you guys. That's not what this is about. This is for me to get the information out to you guys. If something bigger comes along down the road, then so be it. But this will, as far as I'm concerned, always be a free podcast. And with that being said, I want to thank the folks that have been listening to the show since day one. And um, you guys have really helped push this show by sharing it and sharing it, and then those people share it and so on and so forth. And I, I probably, realistically, could probably count in one hand the people that listen to, that, that I know that listen to this show. And that's not a bad thing. <laughs> really, no one in my family listens to the show, which is fine. Uh, they hear it anyway, so whatever. Um, and literally, I, I'm telling you, when I say I could probably count on one hand the amount of people that I personally know that listen to the show. Um, and I'm fine with that. Now I've gained acquaintances through doing the show of people from, you know, like Eric, he's from Spain and there's other folks from California and, you know, I get emails, I get uh, stuff. Now, if you guys that are new to the show and want to do that, you can reach me at don't You can email me through our website and ask me any questions. If you have anything you want to send me, um, especially if you're from out of the out of the country, uh, you might be getting diff- different news than I'm getting, and that's fine. Send it to me. Um, you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Don't Tread on America, and uh, TikTok. I'm on there, Don't Tread on America, but that's just me making drinks. If you guys want to learn how to make some different bourbon drinks, check us out there. And then, of course, we're on Twitter at uh, Don't Tread on America, so that's DTOM underscore 1775, and if you want to follow me personally on Twitter, it's Don Q at PCGC underscore 1775. So, where am I going with all this? Okay, so, we picked up a few more uh, podcasting apps, so to speak. There's uh, Samsung Podcast, Podchaser, and Boomplay. So, if you're listening to this on Apple or Google or Spotify or Podbeam, great. If you have a friend you want to share the show with and they're like, oh, I got Samsung, cool, send them. We're, we're on there. Don't tread on America. Find it. Um, but <laughs> I'll say this about that. Samsung's blowing up. Our Most of our downloads are from that Samsung app. So whoever, whatever found us there, the show I did on Sundays almost got 300 downloads. Now... Like I said, these aren't Joe Rogan numbers by any stretch of the imagination, but to me, <laughs> it's a big deal because they say for uh, for your average podcast, for for you know the unknown podcaster, i.e., me, if you garner twenty six to thirty downloads within a week, so if you publish a show on Sunday, if by next Sunday you've got twenty six to thirty downloads, you're doing pretty good. So the fact that I got three, almost 300 downloads in four days, 
I'm freaking out. I'm a, I'm ecstatic. So I'm going to keep that momentum going. So I just need you guys to keep sharing this. Whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, subscribe to the show. I try to stick to the three days a week. It's usually either Sunday or Monday, uh, Wednesday, and then Friday. Uh, if something pops off in between then, I'll bring a show. Like on Sunday, we talked about Rage Against the War Machine. That was the rally that was going on in D.C. If something interesting had happened there, I was going to do a show Monday. Nothing really crazy happened there. You know, you had Ron Paul and Tulsi Gabbard, and you had those folks speaking. Uh, nothing more than what you probably heard them say any other time. It's interesting, though, that these things are starting to happen. And, um, you know, I don't know if that's why I got the blow up, because the way I named the show, whatever. Um, but that's not the only show that blew up. So, obviously, people are interested in hearing what I have to say. I'm just a dude, like I said, just a dude with, with a full-time job, living here in the free state of Florida, drinking some bourbon, talking on this microphone. Sometimes I get a little crazy. I really, the four, I went back and listened to the Sunday show because I was like, you know, I've gotten some comments. I, some people reached out to me on Facebook, on, on the uh, Messenger, through the uh, Facebook uh, page, and was like, wow, that show was fire. That would, <laughs> you know, and that makes me feel good. So I'm like, I got to listen to the show because I know it was kind of crazy. And it wasn't a very long show. I think it was only like a 40-something minute show. Um, and usually I try to stick around an hour. Um, I listened to it today and I was like, Oh, I guess I was on fire. So I'm going to try and stick to that same energy. Now I went to the gym today, worked about nine hours a day. I went to the gym. I, uh, have a personal trainer. We've been trying to hit it and, uh, he really kicked my ass today, but I came home, I ate some lunch. I took a shower. I made a drink. I'm ready to rock and roll. Okay. So I'm going to piggyback off of what happened on Sunday. And we're still going to talk about Ukraine, Russia, NATO, and all that stuff. But first of all, I want to I want to play this. This is this is something. Now it could be real, it could be fake. Um, I'll say this about that: it's obviously Joe Biden talking. So I'm going to play this. This was from his conference, his uh, video conference the other day, talking about the UFOs. These three objects were most likely balloons tied to private companies studying weather. Or conducting other science. He's caught on a hot mic here at the end. Listen to this. Now, whether that was true or not, it's interesting. I'll just say that. But this is what he really did have to say, of course, before I play this. Of course... Everyone knows what's going on in Ohio, right? That happened, what, February 3rd. So you're talking almost three weeks ago that a train incident, accident, it's not an incident, it was an accident. It was a train crash in uh, East Palestine or Palestine, whatever it's called, uh, Ohio. No one from the federal government other than the EPA guy has been there. The Department of the uh, Secretary of uh, Transportation, Pete Booty Judge, nope, not there. Vice President Cameltoe Ho uh, Hoas, <laughs> Freudian slip, I really meant to say Harris, but <laughs> whoops, <laughs> President, no one's no one's showing up for these people, you had the EPA dude showing up, drinking some water with the governor at some lady's house, cool, um, in the meantime, what does Biden do on, what was it, Monday, he shows up in Ukraine for uh, 
a surprise visit to the Ukraine, of course. And I'm sure you guys have seen the video of him walking with Zelensky and the, and all of a sudden air raid sirens go off. Oh, oh, like like he's really being bombed. And I'll get into that in a second. But afterwards, he was back in Warsaw, Poland, which is interesting. I think that's kind of got some uh, some uh, semblance to it. And I'll tell you why in here just a little bit. But uh, this is what he had to say there. Thanks to rolling Ukraine. He thought we would roll over. He was wrong. The Ukrainian people are too brave. America, Europe, a coalition of nations from the Atlantic to the Pacific, we were too unified. Democracy was too strong. Instead of an easy victory, he perceived and predicted. Putin left with burnout tanks and Russia's forces in delay and dis in disarray. He thought he'd get the findalization of NATO. Instead, he got the NATOization of Finland and Sweden. He thought NATO would fracture and divide. Instead, NATO was more united and more unified than ever. Our support for Ukraine will not waver. NATO will not be divided, and we will not tire. President Putin's craven lust for land and power will fail, and the Ukrainian people's love for their country will prevail. Democracies of the world will stand guard over freedom today, tomorrow, and forever. Okay, <clears throat> whatever. Here's the thing, and I'm going to get into all this here in a minute. He talks about NATO not being divided. He, he spoke as if this situation is over, okay? Um, the things I'm going to say here is going to make me sound like I've said before, like, uh, oh, you're a Russian stooge, you're an apologist, you're a Putin whatever, and blah, blah, blah. Okay, I'm just going to give you guys the facts of the matter. And I'm going to do that here in just a minute. I want to play one more clip. But before I do, I want to tell you about our newest sponsor to the show, Christian Lawson Watches. Please check them out at ChristianLawson.com. Use promo code DTOM at the checkout, and you'll get 30% off your purchase price. ChristianLawson.com, promo code DTOM. 30%, guys. That's a big chunk of change. Check them out. But I'm going to go into the whole situation of NATO, Finlandization, Finland, Sweden, Ukraine, all that stuff. And this is why it's important. I'm going to play one more clip. Now, this is from some jackass. I think that's his name. Some ja No, actually, it's Mark. And I know I'm going to mess your last name up. And I'm not doing that on purpose. But his name is Mark Polymeropoulos. 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 Sounds about right. He's an ex-CIA, and currently he's an MSNBC national security analyst. Now, he's on with uh, some dumb fuck. I don't know that's the name of the show. I don't know if it's some dumb fuck, but I think it's, uh, uh, I don't know. It's some dude. I don't watch that fucking channel. But um, this is the back and forth between the two uh, we, of them. Check this we out. don't know uh, whether this war is going to last another six months or whether it's going to uh, last several years uh and and so it remains an open question uh but uh as a cia guy uh you 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 had to make assessments um i'm gonna ask you to go back and 
uh, this is going to be a pretty obvious uh, assessment about what would have happened. What would have happened if Donald Trump had been elected president? What would have happened to Ukraine? You wrote about this in the Washington Times. So, so it's pretty extraordinary because if Donald Trump had actually won the election, think about Ukraine would be part of Russia. Uh, the NATO alliance would have been shattered. So, so elections really do matter. And so I think, you know, with Biden's trip uh, to Europe, you know, he is he is welcomed as not only the, the frankly, the savior of Ukraine, but also the savior of Europe as a whole. And, and, and Joe, watching that speech yesterday, all I could think of was someone that I think both of us admire. That's Ronald Reagan. Right. That was a Reagan-esque speech for the ages. The and, and so I think this is really going to define Biden's legacy. Yeah. And, and also, um, as we look at the success uh, in, in the one year, something that I keep bringing. All right. What the fuck? So that's from Morning Joe. So whoever Morning Joe is. Um, <clears throat> here's the thing. So he talks about elections have consequences. If Trump had been elected, uh, you know, Ukraine would already be part of Russia. Okay, let me ask you this, Slick 50. I got to get in tight on the mic on this one. Okay. I'm no ex-CIA and I'm not a security analyst on MSNBC. I'm just a dude. American. And I'm going to tell you this. In 2014, Russia took Crimea from Ukraine. No one batted an eye. It was a blip on the news media radar. Literally. We didn't send tanks. We didn't send billions of dollars. We didn't send security analysts. We didn't send uh, Europe, you know, uh, Germany, England, whatever. Didn't send tanks and personnel and munitions. And, and then in 2016... When Trump was running for president, okay, and we'll break it down right to Trump and Clinton. So when the two of them were going at it, she had said, oh, he'll start World War III. Is this someone you want in charge of nuclear codes? Is this da-da-da-da-da? Not one time, I, other than a drone strike, I think, in Iran, and it wasn't even necessarily in Iran. It was a situation uh, with, a, with one of our boats, I think. But nonetheless, I don't know the details. But we never invaded. We never did anything. If Russia felt some sort of way about Trump, okay, Trump's a stooge, Trump's a, you know, a Putin apologist, he's a Russian stooge, he's in Russia's pocket. If all that was true, which we know it isn't, and I, like I've said before, I'm not wearing my Trump t-shirt and I'm not that guy, okay? I mean, yeah, I voted for him <laughs> and I worked on his campaign and... I ate dinner with him. That's beside the point. <laughs> My point is this. If all the stuff that they were trying to nail Trump on for the four years he was in office, if all of that was true, right, you're right. Ukraine would have been part of Russia, but it would have already happened. It wouldn't have happened after Trump magically lost the presidency. Isn't it coincidental that that all took place under Obama and then under Biden? The four years Trump was in office, for the most part, everybody, everybody was good. Everybody was on their P's and Q's. Everyone was minding their business. Hell, even fucking the little rocket man there was fucking being a good boy, right? There was no missile launches for the most part. And... I heard a story about a man named Brady, right? Now, he was busy with three boys. No, I'm joking. 
there was a story when when Obama was leaving and and Trump was coming in. There were you know they usually when a president's leaving and new guys coming in they have a little inner like a conference so to speak and it's kind of like well this is kind of what's going on this is what I've been working on you know I'm handing a baton over to you you go with it type situation and Obama his whole thing was was about China and he wasn't wrong I'm not saying he was wrong but um and then he was also on North Korea we've got to really watch North Korea we've been putting sanctions we've been doing this that and the other thing and Trump's words to Obama was have you ever tried talking to him no look at the things that Trump did say whatever you want about the man personally and I'm not a big fan of what he's doing right now running for president the stuff he's doing with Ron DeSantis is 2016 he needs to in my opinion needs to get past that because we all know what's going to happen we all know what's going to happen DeSantis is going to put his name in the hat. I think within the next couple of months, you're going to see that. They're going to go at it. They're going to bicker back and forth and blah, blah, blah. And mark my words, DeSantis will be his running mate. It'll be Trump DeSantis running for president. You heard it here first, February 22nd, 2023. Then, and I predicted this a while back, you know, uh, and I, and this part of I could also see DeSantis not actually running. He just stayed Florida governor, and then still become vice president, kind of like a Pence situation. And uh, this is all theater of the mind. But if if that's the case, I know Trump's putting trying to put on a show, but he needs to get past that. Like I said, this is in 2016. He needs to stick to it. He needs to do what he's doing. Going to to Ohio, seeing the people where the train accident happened. He needs to keep doing that. He needs to quit calling people names. We, we're all on the same team here, supposedly. We all need to get along. We're, we're not the enemy. DeSantis and Trump, they're not the enemy to each other. Okay? He needs to get past that. But nonetheless, um, I was going to say words now. But he spoke with, you know, he had meetings with Xi, G, whatever his name is, China. He had meetings with Little Rocket Man. He had meetings with Putin. He got along with these guys. That's why nothing happened. And not that he was even easy on these guys. Hell, he increased uh, tariffs on China. He increased, you know, he did these things. He held these countries in check. If you want to say anything about the election being stolen and Biden and his 80-something million votes and how in the hell did he get that, and we can look at the guy in, in Arizona, the uh, elections uh, official in Arizona that was just arrested for ballots that they found in his house because he was being raided for a whole other situation, and they found these ballots in his house. We could talk about that. But let, let me just paint a picture for you. What if China and or North Korea and or Russia had something to do with Biden. We've all talked about in 2016, 17, oh, Russia was responsible for getting Trump reelected and blah, blah, blah. But what if that was never true? People just could not stand Hillary Clinton. But in the meantime, one or all of these guys got together and said, look, you know, we're trying to have world domination here. We can't have this fucking Trump dude here. 
And the thing was is we talk about mutual uh, annihilation, right? Russia, China, whoever won't do anything because they know we have what we have. It's not a secret. They know. They've been floating balloons over us for years, for years evidently, right? So knowing Trump might be a little off his rocker, they weren't trying to push any buttons because they didn't know what he was capable of. In the meantime, we don't know where Biden stands. We know he's not America first because the reason we know why is because when catastrophes have been going on in this country for the last couple of weeks, look at all the different plant explosions, the uh, food processing plant explosions. Hell, we had one in Kissimmee here last week, just the other day down in, um, in, my, in uh, close to Miami area. We had another one. You had the, the train wreck in uh, Detroit. We had another train wreck just the other day. Uh, shit, let me see where that was at because I, I posted that on the Twitter machine here. Let me see. Um, so that was in uh, Nebraska. Another train accident. Another derailment. They're just popping up. Now, I know when I said on the show about the train, uh, I think I called it the country's derailed or something like that. Allegedly. And I shouldn't say allegedly. I looked it up. So there's an average of 1,700-something train derailments a year. So the fact that we're seeing all these isn't crazy if you really think of the averages. But the fact that we're seeing them <laughs> is weird to me because if we've had, if we average 1,700 or so a year, um, I, I don't know, quick math off of the top of my head, what's that, like 300 a day? Uh, a day. 300 a week, roughly? 300 train derailments, or is it 30? Whatever that number is, it's still a lot. It's more than one a week, and even one a week seems like a lot. Um, but instead, he goes to Ukraine to pledge 500 more million fucking dollars to these people? We're already going to pay all their pensions? We're giving Now we're fucking giving them F-16s? I mean, come on. And then here's the kicker. Here's why I call bullshit on all of this. Do you know that prior to Biden going there, which, you know, was a surprise to all of us, right? Prior to him going there, do you know that the State Department contacted Moscow and said, look, Biden's going to Kiev to talk to Zelensky and whatever, whatever. Uh, we need a ceasefire while he's there. And Moscow obliged. Now, why did they do that? Well, obviously, they don't necessarily want a world war. They don't want that. The issue with Ukraine and Russia has nothing to do with the rest of us. And it really has nothing to do with the conquering of Ukraine. As much as we're being told that all this has to do with Russia wanting to take over Ukraine and keep moving west and take over all of Europe, that's not true. It's not true. <laughs> I'm telling you. The fact of the matter is this. In 1949, okay, let me back up even before then. Before World War II started, okay, you had two leaders. You had Hitler in Germany. You had Stalin in Russia. Okay? And they signed an agreement to basically, between the two countries take over Europe, essentially. Germany was going to take over from about Germany 
westward, so, you know, whatever, Austria, Hungary, you know, not Hungary, but uh, whatever, west of Germany, south and west of Germany. I'm sorry, there's a microphone there. And Russia was going to take basically the what what was was known at one time the Eastern Bloc, you know, so Hungary, Poland, Belarus, so on and so forth. And that was a deal. But as crazy as this is going to sound, uh, Hitler lied. <laughs> Shock, right? So Stalin was pissed about this because then Germany started moving eastward into Poland and so on and so forth. And uh, Stalin saw this as a uh, betrayal and was like, fuck this, this is bullshit. And then he joined with the the Allies. And I told, talked about this, my enemy of my enemy is my friend type thing. Even though we were no friends with uh, Russia. 1922, yet the Bolshevik Revolution, socialists took over the country. We were not fans of what was going on in, in Russia. Not that Stalin, by any stretch of the imagination, was a good dude. We can sit here and have a conversation all day long about Hitler. Stalin was equally as bad, if not worse. Okay? <laughs> so, spare me your whole Germany-Hitler bullshit. Stalin was equally as bad. And on that note... When World War II was over, you had a bunch of Nazis bounce out of Germany. Where did they go? Ukraine, which is kind of where your situation is now with a lot of these battalions. You've probably seen the videos of the Heil Hitlers and all the stuff. So anyway, fast forward to 1949 after World War II. Um, there was, NATO was formed. So initially, I think it was 10 countries. I don't know the countries off the top of my head. America, Canada, Europe, uh, England, France, uh, whatever. A couple of European countries. It was America, Canada, and then like eight other European countries. I don't know the countries exactly. It's inconsequential. Um, and the point of that was to become one, not one country, but to become organized, so to speak. And essentially, if... And this was all about Russia, because obviously Germany was not a threat anymore. It was about Russia, and they were worried about communism and then moving westward into the what was known as the Eastern Bloc. Well, when they split Germany, they essentially, you also had a situation where Russia signed what was called the Warsaw, Warsaw Pact. Now, that was signed with... Um, let me see if I can find it real quick. Um, so it was signed with Albania, Bulgaria, Czechoslovakia, East Germany, because Germany was split in half. It was East Germany and West Germany. Hungary, Poland, Romania, and the USSR. So essentially what that did is took all those countries, minus the Soviet Union, but kind of made like a border, okay, between Russia, USSR, what do you want to call them, at the time, and uh, and NATO. Now, not that everything west of those countries were NATO, like uh, Ukraine, a lot of those countries were not NATO. They were actually, so Ukraine, Georgia, Estonia, um, Belarus, uh, there's one other country in there, but those were part of the Soviet Union. 
There was no Ukraine country in Georgia. They were all states of Russia. These countries, Albania, Bulgaria, those countries I just mentioned, were west of Ukraine, Estonia. So they were kind of your border, essentially, between the USSR and Europe. Okay? Now, these countries weren't part of USSR. Ukraine, Estonia, uh, Belarus, and Georgia. There's one other country, and I can't think of it off the top of my head, but they were part of the USSR. Okay? So... What happened was, in the late 80s, as the, the Berlin Wall fell and East Germany, West Germany became just Germany, um, <clears throat> within between 89 and 91, the Soviet Union fell. The USSR became no more. Now, an agreement, there was an agreement between Russia and NATO that they would dissolve the, the Warsaw Pact and those countries would be no longer a part of this pact. And in addition to, the, the agreement was that NATO was going to dissolve. Okay? That way there's no threat of one great power. Okay? If it's Russia versus America, then it's Russia, then it's not Russia versus the other 30 now countries that are in NATO. So, you have to look at it from a perspective of this. Russia was lied to by NATO. And I'm not just saying America or whatever. I'm saying NATO. I mean, I know America kind of runs the shit, but whatever. Putin wasn't president when all this took place. He was a KGB agent. But he's, in Russian terms, he's a patriot. Okay? Became, worked his way up to being president. So he's probably a little butthurt and kind of wants be kind of like uh, one of us becoming president. We'd be like, fuck this shit. We're taking shit back to the old school. Um, so essentially, he feels like NATO reneged on its deal with the Warsaw Pact. And as time has gone by <clears throat> since the late 80s, early 90s, a lot of these countries that were part of the Warsaw Pact, and even some of the countries that were in the USSR, became NATO countries. You have two countries right now that border Russia and the rest of Europe that are not um, that are not um, NATO countries. Well, I guess three because Finland and Sweden are not right now. Um, but Ukraine and Belarus. Now, Belarus is basically Russia, so whatever. So the thing is with Ukraine, and then you even see the threats with Sweden and Finland, is the agreement was between NATO and the Warsaw Pact and Russia was that there would not be NATO countries bordering Russia. Okay. The problem with that is, is all but like three countries that border Russia now are NATO countries. So if you're Russia, think of it if you're Russia. Forget about America and whatever. You're, you're Russia, you're Russian, you're a Russian government, you're a Russian citizen. You see what's going on. Granted, you're going to hear whatever through your, your state-controlled media. Let's not pretend that 
we don't have essentially the same thing going on in this country. But we get those threats every day. World War Three. This is going to happen. Chinese balloons, this, that, and the other thing. Who's to say that in Russia, they're not feeling the same way? Like, oh shit. NATO's literally knocking on our door. And we don't like this because we had an agreement. And they're not holding up to their deal. Now, the problem is this. You hear, you hear um, Biden talk about Article 5, right? And we got to do this. And we got to stick to Article 5. And NATO won't be divided. Da, 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 da. Cool. <laughs> Ukraine is not part of NATO. At least not yet. And I think that's part of Russia's problem. And it's not necessarily that. It's not even that. Like I told you guys on the show Sunday. <laughs> 11 months ago, this war would have been over. So we, we can even just go back to that. Why did, did uh, Biden and Boris Johnson renege on the peace talks between Zelensky and, and Putin? Why? It's almost like the West wanted this to happen because, not that it's making me or you any money, but guaranteed someone's getting paid off of this. In 2014, <laughs> Ukraine was bombing the shit out of the, out of, uh, the Donbass region, which is primarily uh, Russian-speaking citizens that live in Ukraine. <sighs> you have a situation where these people needed help. I talked about this on shows in the past, so I'm not going to really get into that. This has nothing, like I said before, this has nothing to do with Russia taking over Ukraine. If that was the case, it would have been a done deal. I'm sorry to say that, but it would have been. Biden wants to keep um, preaching Article 5. So I'm going to just read you real quick Article 5. The parties agree that an armed attack against one or more of them, NATO, in Europe or North America shall be considered an attack against all of them so essentially if one of the 30 countries that are in NATO and I'm not going to sit here and name them all off you can look it up if any one of those 30 countries are invaded by whomever okay then then they're all they essentially if, I'll just say Russia if Russia attacks um, France for example, I'm sure there's a country closer to Russia that's that's in NATO. Let's fuck it. Let's say Estonia. I think they're part of NATO. So let's say Russia, which is borders uh, Estonia, borders Russia. It's a NATO country. Let's say Russia attacks Estonia. You're talking a different ballgame than according to the pact and the agreements, the treaties that were signed, then the other 29 countries all get involved. Kind of like a gang fight, essentially. Here's the deal. Ukraine isn't part of NATO. So, essentially, we shouldn't be involved. It's not our fight. Now, if we wanted to be a good, the good country, and, of course, America's always got to get fucking involved with everybody's conversation and everybody's skirmish. We got to be the world police. 
even if that were the case and we threw him a couple million, threw him some tanks or whatever, whatever. The problem is, is we're basically funding this whole situation. In the meantime, we have trains crashing, we have plants blowing up, we have uh, prices going through the fucking roof, and the, and all of this gets blamed on Russia or Trump. <laughs> Here, here's an idea. Maybe instead of giving Ukraine 500 more million fucking dollars, we take care of the people in Ohio or all these other cities and towns where these trains are crashing and these plants are blowing up. How about that? But no, let's not worry about that. That's that's what I can't wrap my head around this whole fucking thing is why? Our country is not going in the right direction. Why are we spending so much money? So if Article 5 is essentially a gang situation, if one jumps in, we all jump in type thing, right? Here's the problem. <laughs> There's four more articles prior to Article 5. So in Article 1, the parties undertake as set forth in chapter of the United Nations to settle any international dispute in which they may be involved in by peaceful means in such a manner that international peace and security and justice are not endangered and to refrain in international relations from their threat or use of force in any manner inconsistent with the purposes of the United Nations. Okay, Russia... Ukraine are part of the United Nations. When all of this happened last year, a year ago this Friday, if I'm not mistaken, there should have been peace talks, which, by the way, in March of 2022, there was supposed to be. So why? Why isn't anybody asking Biden or Boris Johnson or the EU president. Why isn't anyone asking these folks why they nixed the talks? Article 1 of your NATO fucking constitution says that. But no. Article 2. The parties will contribute toward the further development of peaceful and friendly international relations by strengthening their free institutions by bringing about better understanding of the principles upon which these institutions are founded and by promoting conditions of stability and well-being. Now, mind you, this is a NATO situation. Now, essentially, we're talking about two countries, Russia and Ukraine, that are not in NATO. But if you're going to keep spouting NATO, 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 and all of your rhetoric, you're not even abiding by any of the articles other than Article 5, which technically doesn't apply because Ukraine's not part of fucking NATO. You, you understand? It's like you want to use Article 5 as your excuse to do what you're doing in Ukraine. But in essence, it doesn't apply because Ukraine is not part of NATO. As much as you want them to be, they are not. But if you're going to use Article 5 as your reasons to waste American taxpayers' money for Ukraine if you're going to use Article 5 in the NATO Constitution, whatever it's called, Articles of, of the NATO Alliance, if you're going to use Article 5 as your excuse to do that, then why haven't you done 1, 2, 3, or 4? 3 is in order to more effectively achieve the objectives of this treaty, 
the parties separately and jointly by means of continuous and effective self-help and mutual aid will maintain and develop an individual and collective capacity to resist armed attacks. So you could even say, oh, Article 3, we're trying to help them out to resist armed attacks. Okay, fine. The parties part, this is Article 4, parties will consult together whenever, in the opinion of them, the territory integrated political independence or security of any of the parties is threatened. Okay, so 3, 4, and 5 essentially are the same thing. But 1 and 2 is about seeking out a peaceful means to an end prior to. It kind of goes one peaceful, two peaceful, three. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna do what we can do to help you out. Four is we're we're gonna try and figure this out. Five is okay. Fuck it, we're all in. Okay. What does six say? Have we only talked about six? So for the purpose of Article Five, an armed attack on one or more of the parties is deemed to include an armed attack on the territory of any of the parties in Europe or North America on the. Algerian Department of France, the territory of Turkey, or the islands of under the jurisdiction of any of the parties in North Atlantic area north of the Tropic of Cancer, on forces, vessels, or aircrafts, any parties on which other seas territories other than the area in Europe in which occupation occupation forces of any other parties were stationed. Blah blah blah. Article 7, this treaty does not affect and should not be interpreted as affecting in any way the rights, obligations, and charter of parties, which the members of the United Nations. Okay, let me read this here. It's bouncing around words. This treaty is not, does not affect and shall not be interpreted as affecting in any way the rights and obligations under the charity, charter of the parties which are members of the United Nations, or primary responsibility of the Security Council for the maintenance of international peace and security. This treaty, NATO, does not affect in any way the rights and obligations under the Charter of Parties, which are members of the United Nations, or the primary responsibility of the Security Council for the maintenance, we're not doing that. <laughs> so how many articles are there? Fucking 11, 12, 14? There's 14 articles. And all we can talk about is Article 5. But we're ignoring all of the other articles. Which, for the most part, talk about peace. We're focused on 5 because 5 means if one's in, we're all in. The problem is, is one isn't in. There is not one NATO country involved in this skirmish. I mean, directly involved. There's a lot involved, but Russia, not NATO. Ukraine, not NATO. It's kind of like a them problem. Now, realistically, what NATO and America and Germany and whoever else, what they should have done is this. You should have waited and seen what happened. I mean, I hate to say this, and I'm not trying to look for annihilation of a country and death of people, but a lot of what's going on in Ukraine isn't necessarily all Russian activity. A lot of the bombing is being done by the Ukrainians on their own people. No one's talking about that one. But... 
So, so where are the war crimes on Zelensky? Where are the, where is him arresting Catholic priests? Where is him shutting down news media? Where is him? Where's all that talk? I guess that doesn't violate NATO, NATO treaties because you know they're not part of NATO. But nonetheless, you have a situation where we want to use NATO as as our enabler to take care of business when we're talking about countries that aren't even in NATO. In all in all honesty, what should have happened, take it for what it's worth. Russia, if they wanted to conquer all of Ukraine, let's just, for shits and giggles, let's say that's the case. You almost could, should have let them. Or seen if they would have said, okay, well, we're taking Ukraine and they're not doing anything, so let's go ahead and take Georgia, too, or Estonia, or whoever. Then NATO gets involved. My question is this. Why Ukraine, and why is it such a big deal? It wasn't a big deal in 2014 when they went in and took... They literally just took Crimea. There was not even... I don't even know that there was much of a battle over that. They just went in and said, it's ours. What's going on here? There's something else going on here, and we're never going to know about it until we're all grabbing a gun and fighting for our lives. But anyway, on the flip side of all of this, if you live in the free state of Florida, it's about to get a little freer. By all accounts, from what I can see, within the next week or two, probably going to look be looking at constitutional carry, permitless, permitless uh, carry. Now, I know I don't know all the details. Um, I know there's some of the state Congress people fighting for uh, open carry versus concealed carry or both. Um, hell, I'm just kind of happy with it being permitless carry. Granted, open carry would be awesome because I got a couple of uh, guns I wouldn't mind being able to brandish and walk around in. But nonetheless, pay attention to that. Um, and DeSantis has already said that once it hits his desk, he's signing it. No bubbles, no troubles. And then on the, uh, one other thing, guys, <laughs> with all this crap about Ukraine and Biden going over there, you had Trump just yesterday in, in Ohio gave, uh, you know, some supplies. I don't know all the details, but gave a bunch of water and cleaning supplies and whatnot. And yet our federal government has yet to respond. I talked about it on the other day on the show, how FEMA said, oh, it's not even an emergency. You had the railroad company, Norfolk Southern, go in there with a quote-unquote independent uh, surveying team like to, to do water samples and whatnot. <laughs> and we're having these people of this town sign a contract. Hey, if we can come in and do a water sample in your home. Uh, we just need you to sign this contract. Well, fortunately, there was one lady who actually read the contract and at the bottom, it's kind of like getting the vaccine. At the bottom of the contract, it said there's a no harm clause. Essentially, if you sign that contract stating, you know, they're allowed to come in and test your water, if you don't read the fine print, then uh, if any harm does come via the train wreck through the chemicals or whatever, you can't sue Norfolk Southern. Kind of like you've heard about during the vaccine situation that they're making people sign these waivers 
saying they wouldn't sue Pfizer or whoever for any adverse effects. Like, you couldn't even get the shot unless you signed this piece of paper, which should have been number one for you to not get this <laughs> fucking shot. Fuck what the damn government's telling you and scaring you into doing. If I was so to the point where, okay, let me, for the new people to the show, we'll get off of the whole Russia-Ukraine thing. I'm sure there's going to be more of that to come. But back to, we'll just jump on COVID for a minute. And I'll give you a little backstory for me, for the new people to the show. Uh, cancer. I have cancer. Fighting it. Um, whatever, whatever. Um, back when all this shit happened, when COVID was big, I should say. When COVID was the thing. What was that, 20? And, uh, was it 20? 21? When did it hit? It hit in March of 20. Right? Yeah, March of 20. So, August of 20. I, uh, I got COVID. Now, back then, it was like, oh, you get COVID, you gotta stay home for two weeks, and if anyone lives in your house, they gotta stay home, and so on and so forth. Now, I was fortunate. I didn't even realize I had COVID. I came home from work one day, my wife was off, she's cooking bacon, I think the sink's running. Why is the sink running? What are you talking about? I'm cooking bacon. Okay, well, that's not good. Why? Because I can't smell it. <laughs> other than that the smell and the taste and I had some fatigue other than that I was fine I didn't get a cold I wasn't on my deathbed I didn't need to go to the hospital I wasn't on a ventilator none of that I mean hell I'm pressure washing my driveway I'm cutting trees down I'm going over to my son's house mowing his yard I'm doing all this shit because I'm like trying to stay busy now my wife got sick but I mean just basically like having the flu but point being is this I, I was going to a doctor like every couple of weeks because I had to do blood work. I was having issues with my liver. Um, and they had me on all these steroids, which didn't work. What I ended up doing is I started taking artichoke extract, fixed my liver enzymes, whatever, whatever. I drink whiskey every day. My liver's fine now. So I take that artichoke extract. I'm good. Point being is when I went to a doctor, oh, and didn't you get the COVID shot? We have them here. I'm good. Oh, but you should. I'm good. And they never bothered, bothered me again, to their credit. They knew where I stood. But my point is this. I could have just as easily been like, yeah, maybe I should. Now, granted, maybe if I had gotten super sick, maybe I would have thought about it. I don't know. I didn't really blink an eye because I was good. And since I already had the COVID, I feel I'm, I'm, I'm even better than, than good. And by all accounts, now, the way they're talking about COVID, and if you've had it, you're actually better off than if you had gotten the vaccine. But nonetheless... The uh, if I had gotten scared into it, which a lot of people did, my daughter got scared into it. She's got lupus. My mom's old. She got scared into it. My son got kind of bullied into it via his work because he goes to Canada and he goes to New York. He goes to New Jersey. He goes all these places where you got to kind of have your vax pass to be able to do whatever. <clears throat> um. But all those people had to sign this waiver. That would have scared me more than than anything else. If this is cool, how many times have you gone and taken medicine where you had to sign a waiver for it? That should have been your number one fucking uh, option. Or, <laughs> you know, your your first, uh, wait, wait the fuck, what the fuck's going on here? I got to sign what? Anyway. All right, guys. I'm going to put a lid on the day because it's getting late and I got to go to bed. So, anywho, so um, with that being said, today is Wednesday, 
February 22nd, 2023. Guys, please, like I said before, thank you for doing the things you've been doing, sharing the show. Um, <clears throat> continue to do that. Uh, like I said, whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, subscribe to the show. That way, if I do pop up and do a show on an off day, you'll get it. And then um, just keep doing what you're doing. Subscribe to our uh, website, uh, Don't Tread on America. Dot com. You can subscribe there. I'm not going to spam you. You'll just get updates. You'll get whatever. It's nothing major. And like I said, that way, if you have any questions or if something pops up in your neck of the woods and you want to send me the article, please do it. You can do it through there. If you want to find us on Facebook at Don't Tread on America, Instagram. If you go to Facebook, it'd be the best. Facebook or our website's your best option. And the reason I say that is this. Not that I'm a big fan of Facebook, but from there, you can message us. You can you know, post stuff on the Facebook page, whatever. I don't care. I don't approve anything. You post whatever the fuck you want. I don't care. Um, but, or like I say, if you want to go to the website, don't tread on <clears throat> Find us there. You can subscribe to the show. And like I said, you can email me. You can say whatever you want to say. If you have questions, concerns, you want to call me stupid, I don't care. But those are the two best ways to find me. So do that. I will respond as quickly as possible. I have a, there's a gentleman from Spain who sends me a ton of stuff, and I really keep combing through it, but I'm trying to get a show together with some of the stuff he's been sending me. But it's like all this other shit's popping up, so it's kind of like you got to stay on current events as much as I try not to talk about what everyone else is talking about. But it kind of is what it is. Anyway, with that being said, guys, like I said, it's Wednesday. I will see you again Friday, unless something major happens tomorrow where I need to pop up and do a quick show. Probably not. So I'll see y'all on Friday. And uh, other than that, you guys have a great day. And uh, take care.